Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 177th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net, Audio Technica, and me, myself, by Cold Flu Medicine this week. I'm your not-so-humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8Bits. And joining me today, for the last Hungry Gamers of 2019, my two partners in crime, my two best mates, Miss Ali Hart, you can find her at oh. Miss Ali Hart. Salim Abraham, you can find him at Salim TD. How he's doing today for the finale of 2019 THG. I'm doing good. I always wait for Sam now because I feel like I'm the first to speak. You always are. You always, always are. Always are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no fault of your own, Ali. It's no fault of your own. <laughs> um, good. Yeah, good. Last one of the year. And then we break for Christmas. And if we survive it, then we return next year. Is that the plan? We haven't talked about that. That is the plan. Year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As we as we climb to episode two hundred, how insane Ugh. is that? Two hundred episodes of Hungry Gamers. Yeah, it's really weird to think about. Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, you know just out out outliving our competition. That's that's the that's the uh, that's the way to success here. The war of attrition. Yeah. You just got to survive. You just hold on, <laughs> keep on keeping on. Oh, Highlander rules. <laughs> there could only be one. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, this last episode we're going to be doing, it's going to be our sort of end of year wrap up, doing some uh, game of the year discussion. We're going to do a little bit different this year. Uh, previous years we've done game of the year, indie darling of the year, surprise of the year, and I think Christmas gift of the year mm. uh, was sort of the four the stalwarts of our uh, awards ceremony. But we're going to sort of shuffle it around a bit and we're going to unpack the 2019 game of the year awards results share our thoughts on some of these uh, categories and nominees and winners and, and sort of jump in and interject where we think, uh, you know, we disagree with with who took out those awards and then uh, come together at the end to share our game of the year as well as our TV show and film of the year for the first time here in Hungry History. But I guess we could uh, start things off maybe as we always do. What you've been doing, playing, watching, tell me the things, Dreamo, for the first time I think in... Uh, docket history you're the only one to have filled out what you've been doing because truth be told i wasn't sure if we we're going to cover this part but we're going to get in there now because dream you've been playing all the things we don't have to we can go straight into it if you like if you're feeling no, i, I want to hear about um I, I think descent of dragons this is the first time we've spoken about that on the podcast i know two of the other games we've we've mentioned but i i want to sort of i want to want to go on a journey with you here dreamer what have you been playing just uh g- give us a taste um, so I spent money on Hearthstone again. Hey, yeah, I know. Welcome. I, I know. Welcome back. I know. I know. And I, I, I like had my, was, I had my finger poised over the mouse button just to make that final click. <clears throat> and, um, I, I did come to in my mind that it, it, it is only fair to pay for something that you are enjoying. And I've had probably like at least at least 20 to 30 hours of hearthstone this year without putting any money into recent expansions and things so i thought all right we'll just i think i put 30 dollars in i got 15 packs 
did you feel a little bit obligated? Like, did you feel like, as you said, you put your twenty to thirty hours in? You went, you know what? I owe I owe Blizzard and Hearthstone a little something here. So here's a here's a little Christmas bonus. It did feel like the um, it did feel like the morally correct thing to do, but I mm. but I also don't feel too um, compelled to give Blizzard Activision money, Activision Blizzard money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like that bad, but I do, I just think that I do often go the cheapskate way <laughs> more often than not <laughs> and i just want it to be somewhat legit um but no the, the the reason for this anyway is that the new hearthstone expansion has dropped i think i'll try and get through this in about 30 seconds because i know how much you guys love this there's a new keyword uh, called invoke and there's a new hero card or new hero cards um it's like a dragon dude named galacrond and basically this is like Cthulhu. Brendan, if you remember Cthulhu from when you played it, I, I think you were Cthune. in one of those. Um, so this expansion is all centered around single cards and um, building decks around this single hero card. Everyone gets access to these cards. It's just up to you on what sort of combination you make. And it's not bad. It's pretty fun. Um, the invoke keyword, basically, every single time you play an invoke card, it invokes the hero, uh, Galacron's hero power. So that's kind of how it works. Um, what that looks like in battle for priest, for instance, if you have the priest version of a Galakrond, I feel like I, I can't keep saying Galakrond. It sounds so weird. Um, <laughs> if you have the priest version, every time you invoke priest, priest Galakrond, uh, you get a free priest card. So yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, I, I got like maybe another half a day in me of Hearthstone, and okay. then I'm, I'm gonna, probably going to put it down for a while. <clears throat> do, you, do you feel like after after dropping that cash, there's there's no buyer's remorse? You, you're feeling all right. You you're content with that. That is definitely there's definitely buyer's remorse. Um, <laughs> he literally said he's going to stop playing it in a day. <laughs> there's also he got a good amount out of it after that thirty. Who knows? No, I got I got I got one public transport trip, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then the other thing as well is, um, again, just having to say Galacrond, 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 I'm, I'm regretting it even further. I'd rather talk about Hades or The Witcher. I'd rather talk about Hades. All right. Talk, talk about Hades. Then I want to hear about your, your ongoing Witcher 3 journey. And then we'll, uh, we'll sort of see if Ali's been playing anything. I haven't really been playing much. Um, I've just been yeah, playing the Dreamer. same. <laughs> Who else same played old? Hades here? Mm-hmm. Was that you, Ali? What? Well, Brendan, you said it's a game that we haven't, or we previously spoken about. Have Have one of you played Hades before? Oh, I've actually um, watched someone play Hades on Twitch, and it oh. looks really good. Actually, I was pleasantly surprised. I never heard of the game, and it looks really cool. Good music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's it's in early access still, but um, Hades is a it's a roguelike um, from the guys at Supergiant Games. And they are like, I'm, I'm very rarely follow devs, but I love these guys. They did Bastion, they did Transistor and they did Pyre. And I love all of those games. So um, yeah, this is, this is cool. It's similar, uh, very similar to Bastion and Transistor in its art direction and in its sound design. Um, the story is you're, you're a, a Greek god, I guess, Zagreus, son of Hades, and you're trying to escape the underworld and uh the game itself is a roguelike and it's got this weird death rebirth mechanic so you get as far as you can in the underworld to escape and then when you die you go back to the beginning to the house of hades 
Um, you lose your special bonuses, but you retain all of the currency and you get to spend it on upgrades. So you're constantly getting stronger. And then as you progress through each of the rooms, when you are out trying to escape, the gods of Olympus will occasionally come down and grant you a power and you get to select one of three powers to augment your existing abilities. Um, with that, you've also got a whole bunch of weapons that you can unlock over time just to make the run different each time. And I presume, I haven't played it a whole lot, but I, I assume, sorry, that different weapons will be a little bit more reliable against some enemies than others, but it, it's fun. It's It seems to be um, very challenging, but I also noticed that you can cheese a lot of AI <laughs> in this game. And uh, and again, it is in early access, but uh, I was a little bit disheartened by that. Just a little it's bit. It's interesting because <clears throat> it's been in early access since what? This time last year. Came out at the end of last yeah. year. Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah. So they're just letting this thing marinate. Like It, it sounds great. I haven't touched it. And I'm, I'm not, not big. Like I can appreciate that roguelike genre but i'm just not very good at it so i sort of typically avoid these types of games so i'm certainly going to live hades through yourself dreamo and um it sounds cool and, and i like the the mythos behind it and, and and i'm a big fan of what super super giant do as well but uh yeah i, I think i'm just going to just live through everyone else on that because yeah i i get very very frustrated with roguelikes uh and and sort of the the repetition and the punishment that comes to it but i like i like the sort of spin on it where it knows you're gonna die and it allows you to to keep keep your currency and level as you go i think i think that's a nice little spin yeah Mm. it's it's definitely an interesting core game loop like it's a simple one but it, it it doesn't feel too repetitive believe it or not it, it doesn't and i uh, i think that that is just because of the randomness of how the rooms are actually put together every single time yeah i don't know we'll see there's a hard setting that i'm interested to try out as well just to see just how like hard it really is that'd be tough obviously but you but the thing as well is and i think Supergiant do a good job of this they unlock game mechanics sort of progressive as you progress through the game and even in a game like this where it is very much just a, a one big loop um like on my first death you go back and you kind of learn how, what it's all about on the second death you now have access to upgrade your stuff or whatever or not your stuff but like upgrade um particular things in your room that help just kind of tell you things about the game and then on your third death new characters are saying things to you so there does seem to be somehow some underlying story progression and and just, I guess, number of mechanics also increase as well. It's like, it, it's interesting. They do a good job of it. It's not just like start again, start again, start again. It's mm. yeah, it's a bit better than that. Yeah. And the dialogue's actually quite funny as well. I just recall yeah. that there's a lot of like just witty banter between like certain characters and stuff. A lot of tongue in cheek. A few puns. Yeah. I'm sold. Maybe I need to play this now. <laughs> if there's some food-based puns, I'm going to go buy it right now. They don't. They don't make bad games, Supergiant. They make great games, and this is twenty percent off on Steam. I think at least at the time of recording. So you know, get it at a steal right now. Yeah, and you get a free copy of Pyre. Do you? Yep. So twenty percent off. So twenty-eight bucks, and you get a free copy of Pyre that you can gift to somebody. 
Oh, I didn't good. know that. Hmm. I'll, I have a copy of Pi then to gift. Hmm. Okay. Well, there All you right. go. There you go. So, Dream, you, you've been uh, traversing the, the Witcher 3 a little bit more as well, I see. Yeah. I, I, I um, what's the, I'm trying to think of a, a classy way to say this. I dipped my wick for the first time in the game the other day. And Yeehaw. It was classy. Uh, it was it was really special. Um, her okay. name was her name was Kira, <laughs> Kira Mertz or something. She's a sorceress. Um, Is she the blonde-haired one that's sort of in like almost like a grotto? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's she's uh, used to be Foltest's used to be King Foltest's advisor or something, and uh, now that yeah, advisor. Um, and now that, uh, and now that um, the war has been waged and um, Foltest's army's been crushed, she's now in hiding. So anyway, we met up. I did some mission where I had to go around a tower full of rats and speak to dead people. I thought I was helping a, a dead spirit find peace. In the end, I just helped her murder her ex-lover, and she became a banshee. I played a bit of Gwent. I lost. It's fine. And then, uh, and, and yeah, and then I, I wouldn't bone this bird. And it was, uh, I think, I think cause there's no condoms either. It was a straight raw dog job. And. Raw dog and in the grotto. Raw dog in the grotto. It was actually by the, by the river. It was actually by the river. Oh, sorry. He's and a it little was after classier. a very romantic woodland dinner that she set up for me. So, and yeah, then in she, like a little gazebo thing, right? Yeah, or was yeah, it yeah. a picnic? I can't remember. I've actually done this sequence in the past in a previous save. And you end up murdering this woman. So, uh, at least I did. So, I need to figure out... I didn't out, kill her. Huh? I didn't kill her in my run You didn't kill her. I, I'm tra- I, I just got remember. my raw dog and out of the way and then I moved on. <laughs> just planted your seed and let it grow. I I forget if you, if the like the morally good thing in the game is to kill her or to let her live. Because she's trying to concoct some kind of plague. That's what I remember. So anyway... That's next week on um, Witcher 3 for me. I'm, I'm just mm. going to do it bit by bit, but I'm actually, don't even care about main story. Hey, I'm doing the biggest Miss Ali Hart. I'm going all over the countryside, just doing yeah, whatever just, I just want. Just do the interesting side quest, yeah. Yeah. Just roll dog it around the countryside. Just get a little bit yeah, stoned yeah, yeah. and jumping Tune in, tune in uh, January for episode three of Dream's Raw Dog and Adventures. <laughs> Coming soon to YouTube, maybe Pornhub. Who knows where it's going to end up, but... Uh, yeah. definitely in the grotto <clears throat> in the grotto <laughs> yeah so so i haven't really been playing much i've been i've been cooked the last few days and then outside of that uh i've just been going back and doing similar to what you were just saying dream i just doing side quests catch up on things like prior to completing the outer worlds just going back and grabbing some of the uh the scientific rare weapons and, and going back into uh, Jedi Fallen Order and, and doing some of the secrets and, and unlocking other bits of uh, lightsaber hardware for customization. So nothing exciting from my end. Miss Hart, what about you? You got anything you want to add? No, not really. I started up yoga, so I'm all like tranquil and shit. So yes. I've only played a bit of Minecraft. New okay. bees. Although I haven't yeah, there's, seen there's any. bees in Minecraft and boy, didn't NATO tell us about it. 
<laughs> loves his bees. Loves his honey. I haven't seen shit, by the way. He's like a Labrador, always like super excited to say whatever he has to say. Like, yeah. you know, when a Labrador kind of comes up to you and just looks at you with those eyes, it's like, you're here. Yeah. Sorry, the the joy he has for, for just about all things in life is, is something I wish I could have, that's for sure. But yeah, yeah. bees in Minecraft for anyone that's uh, on that Minecraft train or looking for an excuse to get back into uh, to Minecraft, you can be a beekeeper now, I'm assuming, or at least farm yeah, them can. for honey. Yeah. I don't know what the honey does outside of maybe makes your food taste nice. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's an element or something, but there's some methodology there, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And a bit that's more methodology. Me. 8bitnation.net, the one-stop shop for direct links to our web store, to our Patreon, to our Discord, to our Facebook, and to our current range of giveaways. But yeah, 8bitnation.net, instead of trying to remember all those URLs, there's direct links, as I said, to our web store, to our Patreon, to our Discord, to our Facebook, and to the competition. So, apitnation.net. And, and while you're done browsing on apitnation.net, head on over to audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio based equipment. They've been our uh, audio bros since we've uh, kicked off this podcast four years ago now. So, if you're looking for headphones, you're looking for ovary, in ear, you're looking for gaming headsets, you're looking for microphones, turntables, they've got it all to uh, have you sounding good and hearing better than you just about ever have. So, audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au. And uh, after that, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8 Collective, or just the podcast in the greater podcasting community that you listen to on the reg because those reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. But let's move into our end of year wrap up. So I think first and foremost, we should probably look back on our uh, 2019 pledges uh, slash challenges that we laid down uh, at the start of this year just to see... As we've gone full circle now, have we met these pledges or challenges? Have we failed? Are they in progress? Where are we at? Did uh, did you want to lead us off on one of yours, Miss Hart? Or do we want to sort of tackle each one of ours entirely and then move on to the next person? Or should we go around in a circle here? Probably should have talked about this before recording. I, I'm going to cheer because there's a kind of a link between mine. Okay. Um, the one I'm 100% certain on because I kind of forgot what the second one was, but I think I know what it was. But the first one that I knew was that I was tasked with at least trying Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Yep. yep. Because those are not my kind of games. So player from software game. Pretty much. And um, my second one, I think, was to do more video game content, like video wise. I'm pretty certain that's what my second one was. That is correct. Yep. So I played Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. I played Dark Souls 3. Okay. Fuck that game. Why does anyone enjoy that game? Why? Where's the fun in it? Yeah, I, I, I feel you in that regard. Like, I don't mind this genre, but it can be soul-destroying. Uh, it feels like you're getting your fingernails ripped off one at a time uh, playing these games at times. I, I would have had more fun stabbing my own eyeball with a fork. I So, in order to play this game, and I knew it was going to be an experience, I actually did game and voice capture i have yet to finish it because i got about 45 maybe an hour into gameplay and you can probably hear it in my voice or the amount of times i swear and i've just done with that game i don't understand it i'm furious and so i literally stopped my voice stopped the game 
game capture and I went you know what another fucking day because I that is torture you know what though I'm I'm impressed that you gave it a crack and, and I'm extremely <laughs> excited to see this video content that you've captured because I can just picture you where every third or fourth <laughs> words probably some type of expletive attached to this because yeah it ain't your cup of tea and um I can't wait to see this strain and frustration captured and immortalized in video. So then that's the thing. That's why like I'm still working on the video aspect of it because I'm on this level where it's like, okay, I know that there's something entertaining in there. Me playing it in general straight like start to finish is not entertaining. So I'm going to do a quick cut. It's probably going to be mostly swearing. Mm. So we're going to lose like any like money opportunity on that video. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I'm working on that. So that's my two new year's resolution thing so oh, nice. was this Fuck recent you. did you sneak this in at the at the finish line or did yeah. you play this yeah a long towards time the ago? end of the year she absolutely because has. um yeah mid-year mid-year i didn't have any internet so i couldn't even install the game if i wanted to <laughs> yeah. okay yeah well that's that's clever because I've, I've done similar like um i i certainly came in at the 11th hour on on one of mine like the diablo 3 one i'll take a loss i know you sort of gave me a pity mulligan a few weeks back or a few months back now on the back of the the blizzard <laughs> fiasco and where we're like we're all sort of like no nah, we're, we're done with blizzard uh washing our hands of, of those filth mongers on the whole uh situation there but that's that's sort of an asterisk beside the Diablo 3 but this past week dreamo you'd be proud of me uh, I, I finally Very installed proud. and fired up tekken 7 uh started playing online first couple of games were riddled with with uh connectivity issues which made it a ton of fun to try and fucking fight anybody when uh, it was like freezing and and juddering and things like that. I started with Hurong, who's been my man, but I've shifted across to Katarina. Uh, Just, just pure coincidence. I accidentally selected her by accident in, in like my third, third attempt of of playing this. So I've just been sort of pseudo maining Katarina at the moment. Um, I'm, uh, Nelly at mentor rank. So I'm at initiate at the moment. So, I can't remember where you said I had to get to, Dream, though. I can't remember where the challenge was set. I think it was somewhere in it's, the green ranks. Maybe yeah, it was Fighter it was. or Vanguard? It was, It was. yeah, it was somewhere in the green ranks. I forget as well. But I, I'm happy with green, mate. If you get up to, like, Fighter, I'm good. Okay. I'll okay. Leave. So, I'll, I'm a couple I'll, of levels away at the pass. moment. Like, I'm... I'm in the light blue ranks at the moment, edging towards middle middle rankings of light blue. So... I've worked my way through the dance and, and sort of that beginner space and whatnot. So I'm getting there. I still am struggling to to grasp the full meta and, and the the things to look out for when you're versing certain people and some of the combos some of these motherfuckers pull out. Like you, you look at the, the wins they've had with certain characters, like when you're in those Dan runs initially. And I was fighting guys like that were playing as Jin who had like 250 wins sitting in second Dan. I'm like, yeah. there's some bullshit going on here. No, no, no. Surely. And then they no, just no, tell no. me up. That's, that's a great indicator that they suck. Because if they've got that many wins at that rank, then they've probably got like twice, if not more, um, in losses. losses. Yeah, they yeah. suck. Does it only yeah. show wins? Yeah, it only shows wins. Like, it shows the previous 10. Like, they've got, like, a the previous 10 matches at the bottom with, like, coins where it's gold if it's a win and it's sort of grey if it's a loss. So, you can sort of see their previous 10 matches. Yeah. Uh, so, you can get an understanding of how they've been faring. But, yeah, a few of these guys... And I got matched up against this Jin guy a couple of times and he just full-fledged onslaughted me, like, three games in a row. But I'm like, nah, 
fucking revenge request, revenge request, revenge request. Yes. Got him in the end. I got him twice in a row. And then I'm like, yep, yeah, fuck you, Jin. I'm done with you now. Yeah. On to the next like, one after that. Request, and you're I like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he did the revenge request after I beat him. And I'm like, all right, I'll give you one. And then I beat him again. Then he then he left after that. So I'm like, yeah, that works. We haven't played so, this at all together. For everyone else out there, is full disclosure. Um, Brendan's done this all on his own. So I'm very proud. Yeah, Very proud. yeah. I, uh, I haven't had any tutelage from the master yet. I, I certainly need some because uh, I've. I'm, I'm itching uh, to jump on. Didn't do any pre-training. <laughs> didn't do any any training. I literally just installed the game, jumped straight into online, and just tried to go by memory. So it's been fucking tough. Yeah, but I've got a couple of combos <laughs> I've worked out now, and and a few things that seem to be going all right. So I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. I'll tell I'll tell you all about frame data in a moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, and I got no idea about any of that. Hurt. So, so cool, yeah, but I'm enjoying cool, it. It's good fun. I can see where the where the addiction and the 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 desire to to get good at this game comes from. That's for sure. Like like legit, mm. I nearly snapped a PlayStation Four controller in half in my hands. <laughs> like not even exaggerating. Like I had it and I was full like twist contorting it, and I could feel it. And I reckon <laughs> if I gave it a little bit more, it would have snapped straight down the middle but I held off on it when I started hearing things crack inside. So I sort of <laughs> relaxed after that and, and sort of found my, felt like re recentered and got my little Zen moment. And then I was back into it and I was poning some noobs. So, uh, nice one. Yeah. The, the frustration in this game is very real, very I've, real. My goodness. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. Like I'd be cussing like Miss Ali Hart playing dark souls three, like oh, at my TV to this day. I've, fucking lose my mind playing Tekken. Anyway, it's so good. I like, I saw something, so it's a good time to play the game. Just a little bit of a, a sidebar here. Little, really good time because new contents drop, new characters are available. And so there's just like, everyone's really excited. And you see all these combo videos coming out for like new characters like Ganryu, who's a series favorite. Like the people who play this game, I'm, I'm, I'm really biased, obviously. But I'm convinced that this is the most technically difficult fighting game ever. To execute the combos these guys pull off, I just don't see how fucking Smash Brothers or Street Fighter, Street Fighter a little bit, but still not so much. I just don't see how these other games are that difficult compared to this. The the depth, like the depth of difficulty. Yeah, I, I came up against a Ganryu uh, in one of my online matches and those combos you talked about, this this person pulled them off and absolutely fucking towed me up. Yeah. It was rough. I always feel like okay about losing to people who just do really difficult shit and just pull off yeah. really complicated stuff. I'm like, okay, you put in the hours. Anyway. Yeah. I smoked Negan a couple of times in a row, though. This yeah. one fellow was playing as Negan. That felt really good, even though he was talking about wearing, if I'm wearing my shit and pants or whatever the hell. I'm like, fuck you, Negan. You're going down. <laughs> but I got to say, Katarina, she's so inappropriately dressed for this this tournament. She's got, got the boobies out. She's got this G-banger that's like up nearly up to her armpit. She's ripping it that high. But uh, yeah. yeah. And then these big like bug man. sunnies. She, oh, she's a good-looking woman. Yes. So I removed the sunnies, customized to look a little bit more because she's my, my pseudo-main right now. And uh, yeah, we're, we're we're making some magic. I could say that from Senra and Kagura fighting games, that the less clothes is obviously the better. That's what I've mm, learned. Yeah, that's science. The, that's the trick. Science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a great episode so far. All right. So, Dreamo, let's, uh, let's talk about your 2019 pledges. We know one of them. But I'd I'd love to to 
sort of talk that in a bit more detail. Like share share how you've gone in in uh, your twenty nineteen pledges slash commitments. I, I don't remember what the second one was, um, and, and that's not a convenient excuse. I'm sorry. I just just for the light. I think it was like. It wasn't around my games. It was something, one of your games. Oh, no. I you think know? it was playing Senran Kangura. Yeah. Was yeah. it? It was, it was play with, play with some You had the best one. <laughs> was that really? Yeah, because if that was actually one of my... Pl- I, I, I would have finished that ages ago. Are you sure? I, I think so. Okay. Well, much it like... I feel right. like it was. Much like uh, every other sort of New Year's resolution. Um, I forgot about that one pretty quickly. But I uh, I did fulfill, too busy raw dogging too busy raw dogging in Witcher. I did fulfill my my other one though, as we know, which was to make a game, and I recreated Miss Pac Man um, from scratch, and uh, it was a pretty cool experience. It was very difficult. I have a lot of appreciation for people who, who, who make games, um, especially given that I was making a simple one off of a tutorial and it took days and days and days for me, um, because I'm so ignorant. So, but it was fun. It was really good. I got to muck around (laughs) in unity, um, which was really, really cool. And I feel like I really understand that a lot better now. And uh, I'm certainly going to dabble again next year. I think it's a really fun experience. That's cool. When do we get to play this game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just whenever. I can send it to you. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to play it over the Christmas break, please. To be honest with you, as soon as I handed it in for uni, and, and yeah, so disclaimer, it was a uni assignment. But as soon as I handed it into uni, I was like, I never want to fucking see this thing again. So, <laughs> so I was like, like in, in my head, I'm like, oh, I should really get back into that game stuff and just do my own thing this time. And now I'm just, uh, I just don't want to look at Miss Pac-Man. So, but I'll send, I'll send you what I submitted. Okay. So, so if we sort of do a quick tally on our pledges, uh, coming in at the 11th hour, like a thief in the night, I do believe Miss Ali Hart has, uh, taken out the W. Well, allegedly we haven't, we haven't seen this video content yet, but we know. Yeah. I'm a one and a quarter. <laughs> yeah that's the more point. like i'm 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 just gonna mulligan the the diablo three part and say i got one in a little bit but i reckon you're the front runner because you captured the content so you've done some more Wait. video content you've played a, a souls game hold on hold dreamo on. sort of wins it on merit to a degree because he did this a long time no, ago. no no i think i, I, I personally argue. think sam wins because he fucking made a game <laughs> first of all i would also argue you're both on zero right because no ali's got one because she did play dark souls but do more video content means do more and you would you would think consistently right that's that's what it means there's not even a single video produced yet so it's one it's one and brendan you didn't reach the rank that you were set to hit so you're on zero on tekken and you're on zero (laughs) on on, uh on the blizzard you don't get a bit because you mulligan. You got out of that. You, you weaseled out of Diablo 3. There's no way I'm coming last. All I'm getting at is there's no fucking way I'm coming last in this conversa- conversation at all. I'll gladly say I'm coming last, but I'd give it to, give it to Ali wow. on, a, on a technicality and I'll, I'll, I'll come at the back end. All right, well. Not in the grotto. Uh, no, I'd give it to Sam <laughs> because um, Sam made a game. I played a game. Sam made he, a game. He was forced to make that game. 
I, I did I put mean, in the hours. And technically, though. I was forced to play Dark Souls. So, but did you get past I don't the know. first I think boss, Ali? No. Do you know if you did, you get up to that boss, or was because that path yes. that path fucked me up for like an hour. I thought I was doing so well, and then the fucker morphed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he changed his fighting fucking style, his and I didn't know what way. Yes. And and. and and I st- also I stupidly played with mouse and keyboard, and I've been advised that no, you don't play mouse and keyboard in this stupid game. So why not? I'm gonna have to. Well, it was the aiming was really bad. The camera work was just like uh, like spinning right. around. Controller and, baby. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to get back at it with a controller, see if that fucking improves anything. All right. Well, yeah, co-winners for now for our 2019 pledges of uh, Salim the Dream and Miss Ali Hart with myself a distant third place. I will gladly put my hand up and say that. So uh, nice work. Nice work, people. Good work, everyone. And I'm looking forward to seeing this video gameplay and also playing your video game, Dreamo, over the Christmas break. All right, so let's uh, let's shift gears. Let's let's unpack the Game Awards 2019. We're not going to go to a granular level on every single category. Uh, sort of pre pre warning, we have removed the esports categories and also the content creator categories because we ain't got time for that nonsense around here at the Hungry Gamers today. So, Miss Miss Hart, I know you watched the Game Awards sort of front to back. I didn't yeah. watch the watch the 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 awards. Uh, at all, I, I went back and watched the, the trailers for a couple of big announcements uh, just to mm. sort of see where things are at. So feel free to interject or, or add a little bit of color commentary on things you've seen in between some of these categories because uh, yeah. you had those those virtual boots on the ground for the Game Awards. Dreamo, yeah. I know you've missed the boat on, on this as well, but did you go back and catch any of the trailers? Maybe uh, a big unveiling of the, the next new big console, potentially, question mark? <clears throat> I did not. I do. I did see the Xbox X Series X. Series. It's Triple series X, X squared. Right? It's yeah. It's Series, series X. X. Yeah. It's just Could, a mess. Can we just call it the XX? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just call it the XXX down by call, the grotto. Call it XXX. <laughs> call it Raw Dog. Because I just like the word. I just want to call the console Raw Dog, and then. We're good. Raw There's dog no is a great, a great, <gasps> great description. And could you like? Could you say it's a verb as well? You could, couldn't you? Raw yeah, dog. Yeah. It's a verb. It's an well, adjective. Yeah. You were raw dog. You raw dog. <laughs> you raw dog. Somebody. All right. Well, well, should we, should we lead off with that? I guess before we get into the awards, talk about the the official unveiling. Project Scarlet's been uh, been shown to the world for the first time with like a minute and a half, minute fifty trailer. What did you think, Miss Hart? What did you think of this announcement? Um, I thought it was really cute that they uh, made the Xbox look like a uh, like a PC tower. That's very sweet. You can try your hardest to be a PC, but you're not going to be one. Um, <laughs> design wise, step, step. though, it's it's actually really nice looking, sleek looking. I actually don't mind it. It's nice, um, but the name just isn't sitting with me. It sounds a bit funny. And the actual announcement trailer, eh. they showed like racing games and sport games and stuff. So I guess they know they their clientele. Forza, yeah, they showed <laughs> they showed Microsoft titles. Yeah, that's their core titles, really, like your Forza and your Halo. 
FIFA, it's just there because it's one of the biggest games in the universe. But yeah, I get you there. Like they didn't show any new IP. They're they are working mm. on apparently a new like 15 new IPs with all their exclusive owned Microsoft Studios. So there's a lot in in the in the pipe. Uh, I'm mm. I'm with you. Like you can see that they're they're shifting towards that that PC ecosystem where uh, this thing is going to just be almost like a, a universal streaming box that'll be console equivalent, PC equivalent. They've already got it with, with Games Pass, with the, the Microsoft-owned titles where they're, they're Play Anywhere titles. So they are really blurring that line between home PC and home console already. Uh, mm. it just it just the size of the thing it's it's evidence that there's a lot of grunt in it to make make a form factor that big like it's it's a very sizable unit um it's sort of like a boom box when you looked at it like um like a freestanding like vertical boom box like i'm curious if you're still going to be able to sit it on the horizontal uh like it's it's not going to fit in many television mm. cabinets that's for sure no. there's going to be a bit of a bit of a retrofit at home when the uh the lounge rooms or the gaming spaces I like that they're sticking with the same controller form factor they have now for the last couple of Xbox iterations. I, I love the controller. It. It's perfect. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, holiday 2020. Uh, PlayStation 5 obviously will be unveiled sometime over the coming months as well to sort of return return fire uh, just to get that hype and that sizzle rolling. But uh, I'm, I'm keen. Uh, off, obviously, they, they led into something a bit later with uh, Hellblade the sequel to Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Mm. That trailer looked bonkers. Now, I was saying a lot of that was captured in engine um, on the on the Xbox Series X, which, oh my God, they could have just called it the Series X or something, like get rid of the Xbox or just, I, I don't know. The naming conventions are all, all kinds of weird for, for all of us here. I think we all agree. But yeah, that yeah. trailer for, for Hellblade 2 was, was bonkers. It was so good. I haven't yeah. played the other one, but you need um, to. You really need to. It it is a special oh, game. Yeah, but um, that trailer was like, like just that scene with like her face and just like the absolute intensity. Like, oh, I yeah. like one. I want a movie or a TV show with us. Like, N- Ninja Theory, uh, like, and we've talked about them over the last few years. Uh, that they've really come out of, well, not really out of nowhere, but Hellblade sort of further put them on on the map, and um. They're just they're a very small team that punches well above their weight as far as game quality and even just the graphics. Like Senua's the character modeling and the the audio, you know, the binaural audio um, mm. that they have when you're playing with headset on. It's it's something special. So really, get into it over the holiday break if you can. Yeah, I'll see. Dreamo, does the uh, Xbox Series X get you excited in any any way? Oh, or do you think it's sort of pretty ho hum, pretty lackluster? What's what's your thoughts? I, I don't really have many well formed thoughts on this at the moment. I am reserving all judgments. Um, I don't think I'll really. I, I, just, I, I don't think I'll ever have really much of an opinion on this um, on the console itself. Um, as long as it runs and it looks good, who cares? I I don't. I don't mind. I know that sounds really silly. I know it sounds like really reductive, but I've never been a console specific person and I've never really aligned myself only ever against Xbox because I see that as your team, Brendan, and I'm a contrarian when it comes to you <laughs> and the things you like. But um, Yes, yes, you are. You son yeah, of a bitch. It's, I, I did find it fun and interesting like reading all the comments uh, and the tweets about it. 
it just it's incredible just how how many people are so quick to jump to hate on things and it's like like the size and the shape of it and it's like well it looks fine it looks fine you know yeah and and the the playstation 5 like we haven't seen that final form factor we've seen the dev kits floating around but yeah it's it's going to be bigger than the playstation 4 no doubt for the amount of sort of processing power they want to get out of these machines they 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 naturally have to step up in size to to deal with the heating and the cooling required so it's just science it's fact so just shut up if it plays games good who cares yeah. that's all that matters right that's it in the end all right let's uh let's sort of shift into the first couple of awards uh, as i said miss hart you you watch this thing from front to back so so dive in when you can as far as your thoughts on on the the show i know you've mentioned a couple of awkward moments and, and things mm. that might be worth talking about so yeah. best best game direction went to death stranding uh so that was its first uh, award win of the evening uh beating mm. out games like control resident evil 2 Sekiro: shadows die twice and outer wilds i don't really have any bones uh about this one like obviously i've played four of the five i haven't played outer wilds i've played the other four uh, Control was a very unique experience. Resident Evil 2 was more Resident Evil, but that's not a bad thing. Sekiro, Souls-esque with, with a samurai flavor, great. Um, I enjoyed my time with that. So, But Death Stranding is certainly the most unique title out of that five, or at least the four I've played. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that see that taken home, that uh, that award with no real gripes. What about yourselves? Any, any, any points of uh, conjecture you want to throw there or no? No, like something with best game direction, like I feel like, especially I don't think I've played any of these games. So it's always hard for me to kind of have an, too much of an opinion when I haven't actually played the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, Dreamo, no? Um, yeah, probably a little bit of what um, uh, Ali's saying for game direction, Death Stranding. Yeah, I guess I don't really have much of a... An opinion on this one too. I, I, I think it's a very controversial um, thing given that like the Death Stranding in the Game Awards was very controversial in its own right. Yeah. So to give them the first mm. word of the night, best direction, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I did love Sekiro. I really loved Sekiro. And I know I know it got its its rewards later on, but yeah, I just I thought that was a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. And so Death Stranding has to be fucking phenomenal to beat that game at this award. Mm. You know, so yeah. anyway. And Resident Evil 2, yeah. 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 You leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. Asshole. So Best Narrative uh, went to Disco Elysium, uh, a game that I haven't played. The uh, other other contenders, The Outer Worlds, which I really, really love. Death Stranding again, Control again. And A Plague Tale Innocence, uh, which I played wow. through earlier this year, which did have a pretty fantastic narrative. I, I really was drawn into that game. Nice little sort of indie with a little bit of AAA flavor attached to it. It was it was really touching. Uh, part of that sort of French Revolution uh, time time period. Uh, really good game for anyone that hasn't played it. They actually um, pushed the trailer for um, that game because they were having a specific sale just you know due to the game awards so mm-hmm. they actually pushed two trailers promoting it oh, nice. during the award ceremony yeah nice nice so so disco elysium uh we we talked about this game offline a little bit it had 
a very, very strong showing at the Game Awards. And, and yeah. it's something that it was completely off my radar. Like I saw some initial announcements uh, leading up to the game's, game's release in October, which is funny because it somehow you know made this award category run, but things like Jedi Fallen Order was too late, yet it fell in October as well. Like I think that the cutoff date is like the 17th or some bullshit from what I can remember as far mm-hmm. as when you can fall into the awards and not. So uh, they, they fell over the line at the very end, but really, really impactful RPG that is getting a lot of praise. Uh, something I want to play over this Christmas break just on the back of the hype that's sort of transcended from these awards. Yeah, I absolutely have no idea about this specific game. So like Disco Elysium, like, a, like you kind of mentioned, I remember hearing some murmurs of its release and some praises, like I, but nothing too in my face. So yeah, any any time it won something, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> must be good. <laughs> yeah. From, from that experience there, like out of those five and titles I've played, I'd probably lend it, like lean towards control. I really enjoyed that X-Files, uh, Twin Peaks vibe that it had going. Very unlike anything else I played this year uh, from a narrative perspective. So that's that's where I'd uh, I'd put my uh, put my vote. Mm. I mean, it wouldn't go to Death Stranding based on what a lot of people have been saying. Yep, yep, yep. Bloody Hideo, <laughs> what are you doing? Apart from touching butts with Dream in the toilets. It happened. And I am a god amongst all of you for all of that. <laughs> for our proximity that ah, our the best had with each other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So best art direction was taken out by mm. Control, uh, which which I can I can understand. Like the the other nominees, Gris, Sayonara, Wild Heart, Sekiro, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, and Death Stranding again. Uh, you'll see you'll see that's a consistent theme here in these game awards death stranding ran rough shot with just about every nomination but control took mm. that one out so it's nice work to remedy there what i just mentioned x files twin peaks real crazy sci-fi mind warping just disjointed paranoia i i, I dig it i can get it but i don't know if i would have given it to it in this case do you guys yeah, have any Grace opinions on art direction it. Gris? I really thought Gris, yeah, because it's a beautiful game. It's really it's, it's like you're stunning. playing watercolor. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, so I was a bit shocked there, but oh well. Dreamo, would you have maybe given a little bit of a nod to Sekiro here? That sort of uh, Japanese samurai culture? Uh, no, no. I, very I think pretty Gris. game. I think Gris. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's the, it's the most unique looking game and it's, it is beautiful. Hmm. So, uh, best score slash music was won by Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. It does have a pumper of a soundtrack. I've actually got a couple of the songs from the, the Devil May Cry 5 soundtrack in my uh, main all-seeing Spotify playlist, so I can understand the other nominees. I've played one of the other ones, which is Death Stranding, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 3, which I'm now owner of, and then Cadence of Hyrule <laughs> is the, the last one. So... No real skin in the game on this one for me. Uh, it's something that I can appreciate in a game, but it certainly doesn't define my experience. I know I can add to it, but it's like, mm, whatever. Yeah, well, to me, it's actually pretty important. A game for me can actually be defined. Like, I can really, like, settle me on whether I actually like a game if music is involved, especially if it's a main feature as well. Like, Devil May Cry, it's got, like, that really high-intensity pumping, like, guitar usually like 
music from what I'm aware of because yeah. they only demoed a bit of music when they kind of announced the, you know, nominees. So I can see why Devil May Cry, but like, I mean, Sayonara Wild Hearts, the whole overall game is about music, essentially, like rhythm and everything. So, and I liked it. It was pretty, um, you know, unique. They created their own music for it. And Cadence of Hyrule, which I have played, I mean, it's cute. It was good. I like that they kind of, you know, incorporated the two games in one, but I, yeah, I probably wouldn't say it would be a contender amongst those. Yeah. Dreamo, you got any anything you want to add, or no, no, where would you uh, place your bet? I, to be honest, I feel unqualified on this. I haven't heard the scores for any of these, so let let, let me let me pass on this one. I can imagine okay. what Devil May Cry Fives is. I can imagine mm. it. It's very like and then like tons of like crazy electric guitar. Like yeah, it's, it's very like shit. orchestral with power metal and and yeah. big yeah. high vocal notes and things like it's yeah. it's yeah Japanese metal almost is a good way to put it. Awesome, with this orchestral right. well, flavor. Naturally, through. that it's wins. Nice and crunchy. That has to win. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So best audio design, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, took this out. It's I guess it's the way that that they utilize audio within the game. Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, and Sekiro uh, were the other nominees there. I don't really have any skin in the game or a firm opinion mm. on this. I've played... I've actually got... COD, like, COD's the only one I haven't played, funnily enough, and I've, I've got that there. But they're all... They're all great. They're all good experiences and, and play with audio well as far as using that sort of binaural audio and Resident Evil 2 hearing, hearing the, uh, you know mr x trudging around the place in other rooms <laughs> and building that suspension but yeah nothing nothing really from me on this one what about yourselves yeah no much the same i feel like i don't really have like any opinion on like where it actually counts and matters like so i'm i'm assuming call of duty modern warfare has earned it it has a lot of components that it has to get and for what i could know you know the sound is pretty you know authentic sounding so mm-hmm mm-hmm Dream, nah, yeah, nah. He's just giving me a shrug off camera. So let's uh let's go. Our uh, best performance. Mads Mikkelsen took this out as Cliff from Death Stranding. I'm just going to agree. I love Mads. I could I could watch him just reading the newspaper and eating eggs of a morning. Like he's just a dude. I've loved him. That's just you watching Hannibal. Yeah, that's just me yeah. watching Hannibal. Maybe with someone's <laughs> liver sprinkled in there with them scrambled eggs. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with him on this. Uh, a couple of other ones that were mentioned. Ashley Birch is, is Pavardi from The Outer Worlds. Adorable sort of space tech. Uh, and you really do sort of love how wholesome she is in, in, that, in that, uh, that game. She's probably the best character in the game that you meet during your time there. Courtney Hope is Jesse in Control. Laura Bailey as uh, Kat Diaz in Gears 5. Matthew Peretta as Dr. Casper in Control. And then Norman Reedus. Uh, as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding, but no, nah, I'd I'd place my bet there on uh, on Mads uh, as Cliff from Death Stranding, just because he's the man. I love you, Mads. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I just want to say with this announcement, this was not one that they um kind of you know brought people on stage. This was one of the side panel sidebar um, announcements, which I kind of noticed. So um, I just want to say I kind of felt that that was a bit terrible that they didn't actually do the 
Like this is performance. These are actors. These are trained people. Like why don't they deserve to go on stage and have their face, you know, recognized for performance? I'm assuming it's because they already decided Mads was going to win and he wasn't there. Bit awkward. Norman was. But, um, yeah, but since Mads wasn't there, um, they probably just went and did the sidebar. I don't know. That kind of like, I felt like that was a bit mean. Can, can I ask, give, um, was Normus was there, was he drinking a, a Monster Energy drink at the time or potentially wearing his uh, motorbike show from AMC on, mm. on his chest? Any, any branding around the place? <laughs> no, but um, he probably really could have gone with a energy drink based on how tired and bored everyone looked. So yeah. they probably could have handed it out to the audience. Okay. Missed Sorry. opportunity there, Jeff Keeley. Missed opportunity. Yeah, Dreamo, is there any anything or any, any game you've played this year that feels like there was a, a character portrayal or performance that uh outshone any of the any of the six mentioned there uh no and what are like that's such a loaded list of people there too mm-hmm. i think it's hard to beat it, it was always going to be hard to beat mads mickelson out of just about any of that no 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 concerns or issues there brendan nothing from my end it's 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 the first list that I've seen in a long time that doesn't have like Nolan North or Troy Baker in there. Like you usually see one or the other yeah. or both in this every single year. And uh, yeah, nothing there. I guess they're just gearing up for uh, Last of Us 2 next year. So games for Impact, Gris won this. So the other nominees, Life is Strange 2, Sea of Solitude, Kind Words and Concrete Genie. Uh, I, I haven't played Gris, uh, full disclosure, but... Out of this list, I've played Life is Strange 2 and I've played Sea of Solitude, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, very, very heavy-hitting game. Smashes you in the motions as you play uh, this this sort of girl, Kay, struggling with with mental illness and loss and, and things like that. So, so that's where I would, um, I'd cast my vote because I remember playing through that game front to back and there were some very emotionally moving scenes and very, very raw moments in that game where he brings up these feelings of uncomfortableness which mm-hmm. you know I, I like when you get those types of feelings in games when it's not just happy sad scared when they sort of hit these other other nerves that you don't really encounter and yes yeah, so sea of solitude by uh, joe may games is where i would put my money for games for impact what about yourselves mm. well i mean i'm happy grizz got one um and so i guess this is probably a good one to get. I it's it had some good contenders. Concrete Genie. Um, I haven't played, but I've heard a lot of good things about it in regards to story as well. And you um, mentioned Sea of Solitude, Kind Words, which is a game where essentially you send out kind messages to other people and you know receive messages back of encouragement, which is just always going to be positive. But I just want to also mention that Games for Impact had a stick before the announcement, which was the Muppets. Um, which is great. I freaking loved it. It was adorable, but it felt like a weird segment to attach them to. Yeah, just just the placing of that segment b- before something as serious and and sort of heavily yeah. tonally as games for impact. Who? Which yeah, exactly. Muppets did they have on on stage? By the way, uh, it was Beaker and the other one, <laughs> the the two scientists, the one that oh Beaker and then sort of what like the doing? baby poo green one. So they were kind of doing a spin on like VR, like, oh, you know, we've we've created this gaming thing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we've done VR. Let's look at it. And then it put the Muppet in um, Goose Game, um, Untitled Goose Game. It was, it was cute. It was funny. It was a really adorable shtick. It just felt like 
not for this game, maybe family game, best family game, but this one, it like, yeah, it was like, everyone's like, ha 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 ha. And then, you know, the people from Grizz like came on talking about how important it was that their game won. And then it was like, meanwhile, they've got a Ugh. Muppet goose going off in the background. It's like, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They should have probably should have planned that, uh, that flow a little bit better by the sounds of it. Yeah. So um, we'll sort of bundle these next two together and, and sort of tackle them fairly quickly. So best mobile game was won by Call of Duty Mobile. Haven't played it. I don't think either of yourselves have played it. No. Uh, we've talked about this game a couple of weeks ago where it is one of the highest uh, grossing mobile games of all time. It's you know, caught on like wildfire, as you'd expect from a COD game. Uh, and then the other one, best ongoing game. So Fortnite took that out over games like Destiny 2, Apex Legends, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege and Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, mm. Not really surprised. Like Fortnite is still this global phenomenon that that transcends video games into just about every other aspect of people's lives. Uh, so yeah. I get it. I thought maybe Apex might have might have taken that though, just because of the that initial boom it had when it hit hit sort of the the airwaves earlier this year out of nowhere with no promotion and just the uptake was huge. It has tapered Apparently off a little final- bit since the final fantasy fans were quite devastated mm, dreamo you got any skin in the game do you want to speak on behalf of the final fantasy 14 fans there and how they felt like they've been raw dogged here by Fortnite? uh no i absolutely don't final fantasy 14 is uh, just pales in comparison to the battle arena phenomenon that unfortunately we still find ourselves living in yeah no i i don't i don't see how Fortnite couldn't have won that yeah, there's no way it couldn't have won in. I'm, I'm with you, man. Like it is, it's funny because PUBG's not even mentioned on these lists yeah, where it was the the ongoing. It's it's fallen out of the top five. So uh, yeah, what, player unknown. I I would argue that it would probably still have a larger player base than Final Fantasy 14 for sure. Probably not Destiny 2. Probably okay. Siege. It probably has more players than Siege, right? I don't know the this. Actually, Siege is currently doing uh, some kind of like event right now, some kind of championship event right now. So this the Rainbow Six Siege community is quite quite big. Like you know, it's pretty extensive. There's a lot of um events that go on, but um PUBG I thought was only just kind of existing in the background. I've just I've just sort of pulled up the uh the game stats from just the last forty eight hours. And CSGO is, is the top top tier, uh, Dota 2. And then PUBG oh, yeah. is number three ahead of Destiny 2, Path of Exile, GTA, Siege, Team Fortress 2, Rust and Warframe. Obviously, Fortnite is hosting on Epic, so it doesn't fall into these numbers, but it shows oh, there's GTA. still interest. Yeah, GTA is uh, number six. We've got ourselves a conspiracy here, folks. We've got ourselves a fucking conspiracy. Mm. Well, yeah. But these are, these are voted, remember, by by various publishers like here in australia i know survivor press start and i think oz gamers have votes in the game awards for, for each year and then obviously you get uh, kind of funny and things like that but but what are you what are you looking for to nominate the best ongoing game you're looking at concurrent player base surely you'd think so yeah you'd think so because what else are you looking and, at? and maybe what what changes and and what sort of uh pioneering aspects they're bringing in like PUBG yeah it is what it is at this at this point in time where at least Fortnite they're bringing out all these True. changes seasonally Apex are mixing it up a little bit Destiny 2's bringing new content they're doing a Star Wars announcement for um Fortnite they had a uh, good old JJ mentioning that he's going to be doing like a special in-game 
announcement in Fortnite and they released Star Wars skins. So, I mean, um, Fortnite has got its, you know, thumb firmly in the pie of uh, pop culture. So mm-hmm. It is the pie. Yeah, so best independent game taken out by Disco Elysium. Uh, as mentioned before, they won four awards uh, on the night. This sort of uh, isometric RPG beat titles such as Barbar is You, Katana Zero, Out of Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game by those Aussie legends at House House. Uh, the only game mm. I've played on here is Goose Game. Uh, I don't feel it would have won even if I've played a couple of these. Like, it was fun. Oh, really? Was what it was, but, like, you know, it's a goose, you honk, you, you be a bastard, that's it. I think something like Disco Elysium, which looks like a pretty deep RPG, would trounce this uh, many times over. That's true. I think I was going more from the um, idea and concept of just exactly a game's popularity and reach. Untitled Goose Game like made it so far into mainstream media, like of how much have had an impact. But yeah, if it's actually you know gameplay and all that sort of stuff, I guess it's actually fair to give it to something other than Goose Game. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't fault House House for. Yeah, that like that game's blown up. Like they've got a successful merch line that they have to keep replenishing now. John Legend's wife, whose name's Chrissy escapes Tegan. me, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, like she was talking about it on like Conan and stuff, and yeah, like it is. It's it's sort of broken into mainstream pop culture. But yeah, I think Disco Elysium very justified in this win. Dreamo, any any indies you played this this year that you want to give mention to? No, but I'm very um, eager to play Disco Elysium now. I think, yeah, I think that's a that's a common common acknowledgement between all of us here. So, uh, best VR slash AR game was taken out by Beat Saber by Beat Games, who uh, have been recently been purchased by Facebook Gaming. Uh, so, Ooh. I'm I'm not at all surprised by this. Beat Saber is another one that's just blown up, and it has just descended to to almost Fortnite levels in this genre. Like, it is the definitive virtual reality game uh, at the moment. <laughs> Did it come out this year though? Yeah, that's uh, what I was well, thinking. it came out at the back end of last year, so it's oh, you know that okay. October to October sort of cycle that they fall it into. Yeah, that was the one thing where I was kind of like, I feel like this game's been around forever, so I didn't know how it was actually, you know, a actual nominee. But yeah, I guess if it came out late last year, then that makes sense because of the weird cutoff of what games are valid. Mm. actually truth be told it was very very first released in may of last year but maybe they're loopholing it where it's found its way onto other platforms over the last little while and it's a it's a poppycock yeah it's jeff keely fast and loose you talk about me being fast and loose with his podcast sometimes dreamer jeff keely and these awards my god i could take a leaf out of his book actually (laughs) speaking about like disaster beat saber was they so he had a few musical guests he had churches from death stranding and then he had grimes perform from um for cyberpunk mm-hmm. um and that was awkward because elon musk was there and he's like their exes or something and he kind of awkwardly stood up not knowing if he should have stood up and clapped it was great actually that was pretty funny but then green day played god How's old Billy? How's old Billy? Oh, what is it? Billy Ray Armstrong or Billy Joe Armstrong, whatever his name is. How's he look these days? 
terrible. He looks terrible. He looks like he's partied as hard as he has and like that they probably maybe should have stopped performing a while ago. It was really awkward. It was like, you know, that gif where it's like, how do you do fellow kids? Like that's kind of, that's kind of how it felt. And they did one um, song like Welcome to Paradise or, you know, the one from like 1990, what was it, 94, 97? So Mm -hmm probably a good percentage of people watching and not of age to know what that song is. But second of all, I think they did a new song and that was to promote their stuff being on Beat Saber. So that's kind of explaining why they were there, but it was super awkward. He's like, you know, everyone come to the front and dance. Come on, don't be scared. And then they went back to the audience and like, yeah, the front row was like bouncing up and down, but then the whole back row was just like, standing still and it's like um that like andrew wk ah um, uh, yep from um e3 a couple of years ago yeah yeah it was exactly like that i think they just need to stop trying to do rock shows at gaming performances because we're you're in a room of extremely awkward people it's just not gonna work out but it's also it's also like because it's televised it's it's the same thing as the Super Bowl. It's like the halftime show isn't for the people in the stadium. It's for everyone else at home. Oh, people at home didn't want it either. <laughs> you weren't bopping along? <laughs> oh, I was not. I, that was a good time to go to the bathroom, grab a snack. Yeah, clicking my fingers and seeing what I was doing. <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> oh, I remember. This takes me back to the days of the wireless. All right, so let's, let's uh, shift... It gets a bit confusing here because there's the best action game winner and then there's the best action slash adventure game. So the mm. best action game was taken out by Devil May Cry 5 and the best mm-hmm. action adventure game was taken out by Sekiro Shadows Die twice. The, the lines are certainly blurred on those two categories. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I loved uh, Devil May Cry 5. I really liked uh, the, the three characters you can play, the art style, the combat, that same frenetic Devil May Cry comboing that you're used to from the previous iterations and then it's good to see Sekiro get a nod it beat games like Borderlands 3 Control Death Stranding Resident Evil 2 where I would have put my vote because that game is the business The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening and obviously the winner of Best Action Adventure Sekiro anything you want to say regarding the best action or best action slash adventure games it's just interesting that they did have the two categories I think those um, winners make sense i kind of really wanted to see resident evil actually take something but you know what like uh, the winners make sense uh, obviously best action and adventure game winner makes sense for mm. obvious reasons down the line but yeah for consistency at least right yeah right <laughs> it wouldn't make sense if it was otherwise do you agree with disco elysium winning best rpg what game is that disco elysium oh disco elysium yeah um Best RPG over again. Look at look at what it's voted against. Final Fantasy fourteen. Come on. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts three, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, and then the Outer Worlds. So two expansions. It's got up against two expansions, one new IP, and Kingdom Hearts three, which is panned on its release. So. Yeah, so, yeah, without even without even looking the at the ones. fucking game, I think yeah, I think it deserves to win. <laughs> yeah. I'd I'd put my vote here on the Outer Worlds pending playthrough of Disco Elysium, obviously, but yeah, you know you you can't argue they are they are sort of as we said earlier taken taken out a lot of titles here. Best fighting Ooh. game, Dream. 
Super Smash Brothers Ultimate took this one out over titles like Mortal Kombat 11, Jump Force, Dead or Alive 6, and Samurai Showdown. No real surprise there. Mortal Kombat, I'd say, is probably the only potential contender. It had some had some good hype behind it, well-reviewed. Uh, the fighting yeah. scene behind Mortal Kombat seems to have really embraced Eleven, but Smash Bros. Ultimate is just a beast in itself every time a new iteration comes out. Mm. Best family game, Luigi's Mansion 3 over every other nintendo title yeah <laughs> it seems yeah. nintendo are the only uh the only publisher releasing family oriented games these days beat out ring fit adventure mario maker 2 smash brothers ultimate and yoshi's crafted world haven't played luigi's mansion 3 yet but it has been universally reviewed very highly everyone seems to love what they've done with it so you know nice work next level games for uh making a nice uh gem there with luigi's mansion 3 Best strategy game taken out by Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, which is not Persona 5, as Dream would like to double down on from a previous episode. Beat games like Total War Three Kingdoms, Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Tropico 6, Wargroove, and Anno 1800. I know just about none of those titles, so yeah, I'm going with the game I know there, which is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Congratulations, mm. Intelligent Systems. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm just glad Fire Emblem won something after our conversation from yeah, the previous I feel like few it's weeks. A, I feel like it's a personal attack on me that this game won. <laughs> <laughs> um, Total War Three Kingdoms is by far fucking better than anything. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot. It's by far better than any Fire Emblem game I've ever played. I haven't played this one. Uh, I can't imagine they've done too much to improve on the formula. Whereas Three Kingdoms, um, I think as a series installment, iterated quite nicely. It added a whole hero mechanic to the game, which hadn't been seen before in in the series. And it was just a cool game. It's a great Total War game. So I'm, I'm kind of shocked that um, Fire Emblem actually won here. And uh, I really hope the good people at the Game Awards, uh, the, the judges, sorry, of course, um, I think they all need to go home and take a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror. Mm. Justified. I like that this is the category where they need to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Creative Assembly were robbed. You've heard it here first. <laughs> Total War Three Kingdoms should have beaten Fire Emblem Three Houses. All right, the next one, best sports slash racing game. Won by Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, beating out games like Dirt Rally 2.0, eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020. Jeez, that's a mess of a name. F1 2019 and FIFA 20. Uh, surprising there because FIFA seems to be the uh, the lead dog in, in this type of genre year after year. But Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled take it out. I, I love Crash Team Racing. Um, massive fan. I... I enjoy it slightly more than mario kart ever so slightly so uh Ooh. i get it but yeah i don't know do you think something like fifa should have won this dreamo um no i don't i i think it's funny that uh like a traditional sports game didn't didn't pick it up or a traditional racing game didn't pick it up i don't have like one feeling or another about these these games though and do you think um do you think we'll ever just get to the point where they stop releasing these games every year and they just release one game and then update it every season because the games are the same every year they really are yeah but how do they get money well you just you you just content packs 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The Season same time passes. every year, like October or whatever. Yeah. It's you drop fifty bucks or whatever, and you get access to updated rosters and and yeah. whatever other fluff that they want to throw in there. I get what you're saying, Dream. I, I think it makes sense. All the costs to develop and publish the game every year, like you save on all of that immediately. You're just servicing the same game. So it's going to be less. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I don't makes know, sense. just a thought. Just a thought. All right. Here's another thought for you. Best multiplayer game was won by Apex Legends, beating out Borderlands 3, COD Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I agree mm. with that. Just, just based off the out of nowhere aspect of of where apex legends just overnight just blew up biggest game in the world there for a hot minute uh, really fun to play really like the dynamic i like sort of the, the hero abilities you get with your respective players uh, really tight gunplay and and respawn just doing all the good things for ea this past year so yeah i'm, I'm in agreement mm. there apex legends best multiplayer game yeah, Tetris 99 was an interesting contender. I was shocked to see that it was actually nominated. I love that game, but I mean, it's Tetris. Tom Clancy's The Division 2, a shame. I mean, that was probably the one that I was hoping would get some attention and some love. But um, I, I get it. I get why Apex won. So. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. All right, now we're going we're gonna to sort of shift gears here into two topics that obviously weren't part of the Game Awards, but I thought we'd sort of give it a little bit of attention and uh, give our personal film and television shows of the year. Uh, so film of the year, I'm going with Ready or Not. It's a fantastic, fantastic film. Really, really sort of black comedy, horror elements, uh, a lot of gore, very tongue-in-cheek. Samara Weaving is, is the lead in this where she marries into this very eccentric family and um, to make it all official, they, they have to play a game in it with every new marriage, every new consummation. And uh, she draws this card and she pretty much has to try and survive in this house where they have to try and kill her. And if she survives, she's officially welcomed into the family. Obviously, if she does not, so on and so forth. So it's great cast, really cool moments. She's she's become like the new queen of, of slasher films uh, over the last few years, in, in my opinion. Aussie Girl started on Home and Away. So Ready or Not, uh, for me, uh, 6.9 on IMDb, but just good fun. It was like 90 minutes of just laughs. And it's very self-aware of what it's trying to do here. And um, Ryan Murphy writ this, who uh, has done things like American Horror Story, uh, Glee, all things like that. So it's uh, got that same okay. sort of... Sort of unique you know positioning with his writing style there but great cast great gore good jumps Mm. ready or not for me what about yourselves after like looking at the list of like movies that was released this year and just figuring out which was my favorite i came to the realization that there was a bunch of movies that came out that i wanted to see that i didn't end up seeing so um mine was yeah like a lot like a good chunk Mm. um so mine got uh, John Wick 3 is mine. I thought Spider-Man, maybe, like Spider-Man Far From Home. But, I mean, impact-wise and full-on enjoyment, John Wick 3 got it for me. I felt like John Wick 3 was, like, action-packed for, like, start to finish. A lot of the characters that I liked. A lot of, um, like, scenery and environment that I really enjoyed and really had an impact on me. Like, that entire glass office area where a lot of fight sequences were in. Um I, I loved that scene. I loved that environment. I thought it was really cool. So John Wick 3 is probably going to get it for me. But, I mean, it's also not in a, you know, <laughs> a good 
group of uh, movies that could have been watched this year by myself. So, did you, did you like how they doubled down on the dog uh, acknowledgement in John Wick Three and Halle Berry's got her two attack dogs and they're just running roughshod when they're in the Middle East there in those sort of market set pieces. Yeah, I mean any movie where there's a adorable dog kicking ass it's great um although there there is that part with Halle Berry's dogs where there's that scene where you think something's gonna happen and then you're like I like oh but yeah no of course that's badass and also shout out to the chairman from uh Iron Chef being the uh that the, the, blew you know, my the game mind. of death baddie up that sort of glass tower blew my mind but then I got educated on you know his history as um you know a kung fu master yeah so. yeah it was in uh double dragon as well with uh, Scott Wolf from Party of Five. How's that for some uh, some facts for you? Fuck Party at Five. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out with the good stuff. Dreamo, your film of the year and why? My friend, um, I went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which um, for me was just really fun start to finish. I really liked it. I know some people didn't enjoy it as much for pacing reasons and, and I guess just Tarantino is always a bit divisive, but... Um, no, I really, really enjoyed it, man. I, I loved it. I loved um, seeing Leo and, and, and Brad up there just having a lot of fun. It, it's just a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. And I'll highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. It's not the goriest thing in the world. So if you've let that put you off, don't. Maybe just don't watch the last five minutes. But yeah, it's really cool. I still haven't watched it. You Same. haven't? No. I need to. Rachel and I were talking about watching it today. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it somehow like missed it at the cinemas and then sort of just that weird void area where you can't find a copy or it's not on Foxtel or yeah, you know, not even available for purchase. So going to try and watch it today, finally enough. I still haven't watched Us. Us is the one movie that I've been desperate to watch and it's, I still haven't watched it. It's all right. It's, oh, it's really? good. It's, it's, it's not as good as his first one, apparently. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I wrote what, down what? a couple of honorable mentions. Obviously, we got Avengers Endgame. We got the, the conclusion to the the first sort of uh, Avengers or MCU saga. Big wrap-up there with uh, the culmination of the battle with Thanos. Brightburn, fantastic sort of um, dark superhero movie almost uh, going down that dark Superman route. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Doctor Sleep. The sequel to The Shining, loved it. And something I've been harking on about for the last uh, month or so now. Terminator Dark Fate. God damn it, that movie's good. Go watch it, I've any Terminator fans. bad things. I've heard terrible things about that movie. Listen to me. I'm a Terminator 2 purist. I've watched Terminator 2, not even exaggerating, probably a hundred times. So uh, it's, it's a great <laughs> continuation from 2. Go watch it. I loved it. Terminator Setting Dark Fate. Setting me up for disappointment, man. No, check it out. Do it. I rarely lead you wrong, I think. We've got very similar tastes with film and TV, I'd say. Mm, yeah, At least 70% of the time. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Okay, so TV show of the year. Dreamo, you and me, The Boys, Amazon's yep. surprise comic book hit, Carl uh, Urban, crushing as the lead. I loved everything about this show. I loved the tone. I loved the the brutalness of it. I liked the comedy I liked the realness of it. Uh, the writing was nice and witty. Um, some of the comedic elements in it were just fantastic. And I cannot wait for season two to come out in 2020. Dreamo, what do you reckon? Anything you want to add regarding the boys? Yeah, I, I, I echo everything you're saying. I think as well, the commentary 
is really smart and uh it's it's also just like that that extra layer on top of the whole thing which which just makes it so good in particular i just i forget the guy's name the fish guy there's a whole episode around consent and about pressure and about power and it's it's just so well done yeah i loved it dude i can't wait for season two the teaser dropped the other day did you see that yeah look great yeah yeah so good cannot wait for that next year I think Hollywood just need to release anything that Garth Garth Ennis puts his hands on, really. Like, Preacher was great. The Boys was great. The video game adaptation of The Darkness was great. Uh, you know, just, just whatever he wants to do. Whatever he wants to do, Garth Ennis, just convert it to screen immediately. Miss Hart, what's your TV show of the year? Well, I don't know if this voids my uh, opinion because I said Barry but like Barry season two came out this year and I watched season one and two this year. So <laughs> no, you know, if, if we're going by Jeff Keeley rules, you're fine. Cause Beat Saber came out May last year. So you're right. Well, I mean, technically the seasons came out this year. So I said Barry and then I also said Veep, which are like two HBO titles. I'm currently Veep. watching Veep. Yeah. Oh. Season finale of Veep. Yeah. Right. Julia I Louis didn't Dreyfus. know yeah, yeah, the season finale happened this year and it was bloody good. It was a good it was a good ending to a series, if you, like personal opinion, but yeah, it was a really good ending. So, I never thought I'd like Veep. It's great. I'm currently watching The Righteous Gemstones. I haven't finished it, but that's pretty good too. I should have watched The Watchmen by now. And it's The Boys, good. but I haven't. I haven't. So, I'm sure The Watchmen might have been up there as well, but I haven't really sat down to watch it. I yeah, apologize. A lot of social commentary with The Watchmen. A lot of social commentary. Like completely different from the the film that most people would probably attach The Watchmen to. And very different to the comics too. It's It sort of sits in its own ecosystem between both of those uh, mediums. But really, really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty heavy. Pretty heavy on some of the themes and, and things that they showcase in it. But well worth a watch i don't know if the season's finished the eighth episode just aired the other week i don't know if that's the end of the season or not. it didn't feel like it was a season finale to me so it might have a few more episodes but no check it out need to hmm. check it out can i give an honorable mention sorry to rick and morty season four i just want to throw it out there because season three sucked it was woeful it was absolutely woeful and season four feels more like season one and I think that's pretty pretty damn impressive to be able to pull yourself back from from whatever BS Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland were in when they were producing season three. So well done, keep it up. More of that, please. Uh, I see that <laughs> makes me think I might go look at it because I I never I didn't finish season three because I, I thought it was shit house and I've really fallen off the Rick and Morty train and yeah, more of this pop culture hysteria attached to it just makes me hate it even more now. Like. You see little kids wearing like Pickle Rick t-shirts and buying shit from JJ's. It's like, fuck off. All that stuff. (laughs) It's honestly, it's like they fired everyone from season three and just got back like, I don't know, whoever was there season one. Probably the same people, who knows? But it just feels more like... The problem was Rick was like a god in season three. Mm. And and it was just ridiculous. Like so fucking ridiculous. Now he's just like some inventor dude again. It's really cool. No, that's cool. That's cool. All right, so let's uh, move into our final award of the year and uh, we'll loop back in with the Game Awards for the Game of the Year. Uh, obviously, from what we led on to the start of this episode, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice 
won this award. I was very surprised about this. Like, I don't mean that as in it's undeserving, but I thought for all intents and purposes that Death Stranding was going to win this just based off the Keely kojima love affair and everything else. Uh, Mm. So, yeah, Sekiro beat out The Outer Worlds, Resident Evil 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, question mark, Death Stranding, and Control. Uh, Miss Hart, what do you think about this? And then also, then I guess, tell us what your game of the year is for 2019. I'm so happy that Sekiro won. Um, I honestly thought, like you said, either Death Stranding or um, Control. I honestly thought Control was just going to sneak in there and get it. That's what I was with Um, too. Look, I'm just going to go out there and say I haven't played Control, but since a lot of people were hyping it up, I decided to watch a lot of Twitch streams of it. And I could not stand watching people play that game. It was boring as shit. So I'm honestly like, it must be all about playing the game because watching it was not enjoyable. And I have no desire to play it because of watching the game. So it's, it's fun to play. I, I think yeah. if you find it on sale or if you, I don't know, just trip over a copy in the street or something, certainly pick it up and give it a play. Like it's <laughs> very enjoyable, uh, very unique uh, and and remedy make really good games like but i get mm. what you're saying like uh, without that immersion it probably is lost on the viewer yeah maybe maybe and so maybe i've shot myself in the foot unfortunately um but yeah happy secure one um did anyone watch the announcement because they brought out fucking vinnie diesel vin diesel vin diesel yes oh my vinny god D. vincent diesel <laughs> yes so what they were doing Dominic is Toretto um, himself <laughs> yeah um and what's her name michelle rodriguez oh really she's so still she, kicking around yeah, too so she, <laughs> apparently off them drugs um she comes out first and then like she announces like a they have a fast and furious game and the graphics in this fast and furious game looks like it's like from playstation 2 it looks terrible anyway she goes oh i've also brought a good friend and then Vinny diesel comes out then they have this like weird moment where they're talking on stage and ignoring the fact that there's an audience in front of them. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he and then he goes to announce the game of the year. And he I can't even remember how he said it. He like you could see it in his face. And as soon as you saw his face processing, I knew I knew who won. Because then he goes, Sakuro? Sakuro. <laughs> the winner is Sakuro. Uh, like, Vincent Diesel, you've done it again. <laughs> Couldn't have you like helped him with it, but yeah, so that was painful. My personal game of the year, minor conflictions, but based on how long I played it and like, you know, I for me, which is important, playing with other people as well, I really enjoyed the division two. Although it was at the start of the year and it was a you know chunk of the start of the year, and then Destiny brought out their stuff, so then it took me away. The division two for me, it was my game of the year. A uh, little slight nod to um, Observation, which was the space game that I played, the one that was really immersive um, from Devolver Digital. I actually really, really did enjoy that game and it had an impact to me. However, just, you know, longevity and stuff. The Division 2 was my game of the year. Big call. Big call. I, I enjoyed my time with The Division 2. It wouldn't make my shortlist, but I can get why it's on yours or why it won. For you, you, you've been a big Division fan since the first one came out and the change of location, shifting from New York to Washington, the the change in combat slightly, the new abilities, the, obviously the new guns, things like, I get it. It was, it's a nice looking game, felt felt pretty, pretty bug free for the most part when I was uh, trudging my way through Washington, but um, yeah, 
I'll uh, I'll agree to disagree. Observations a surprise that, that gets Ooh. up there. I know you loved it, but I didn't think you uh you loved it that much for it to to make the shortlist for game of the year. But that's cool. Yeah, it it really like it really had an impact on me. Like I really remember enjoying it and wanting to finish it and just like that feeling that it gave me where it's like the tightness in the chest and everything like that, like that it actually it really made me feel like I was there and I just thought you know what a game that has that kind of impact to me is it's pretty important to me maybe it's not the winner but it's pretty important to me for the year respect respect dreamo i'm scared to ask you this because i've just seen what you've written on the dock for your game <laughs> wow. of the year so i can't tell if that's where we're going or not no well we've only been doing this for four years now brendan four whole years of course this is what i'm doing game of the year really loved sekiro I'm I'm glad it won. I I I'm so glad Ali told us about Sekiro because uh, about the Vinny. I like that you call him Vinny Diesel as well. I've never heard anyone say anything other than Vin. Um, oh no, Vinny D. I can't wait to hear group stuff up Sekiro after this. I'm I'm definitely going to go and watch that. But I think you know really when we talk about game of the year and we talk about it on this show, we obviously have a much higher bar. Obviously. Um, as you can tell from the previous hour and a half of conversation. And we're not just going to let any old Sekiro, you know, any old control get through. You've really got to impress us. And at least you've got to impress me. I know your your taste's a little off, Brendan, but mine, yeah, you've got to impress me a bit more. No Man's Sky, Game of the Year, 2019. I'm calling it now. Uh, raw dogging again. <laughs> uh. And anyone who thought I was going to say anything other than that, you're, you, you clearly haven't listened to this show enough. Because all year I've been talking about No Man's Sky. It's such a great game. Such a great game. We have actually mentioned it a few times. Right? You have, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's actually um, come up quite a bit. Yeah. I love the I love though the because it's now actually a pretty decent game. This joke's it's, lost yeah, all it's the apparently irony. actually good. It's like lost all the irony. <laughs> yeah, like it, it even was in the awards um, nominations for best VR game. So uh, there you go. Hello Games is uh, coming back from back from the brink. Uh, I, I think the less we say and, and reference dreams game of the year, the better. Uh, so I am going to pivot and talk some honorable mentions for myself. Uh, Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn and The Outer Worlds from Obsidian. Uh, loved my time with both of these games. Uh, obviously, The Outer Worlds, heavy RPG from the creators of Fallout New Vegas uh, most recently. So picture Fallout New Vegas in space and you get The Outer Worlds. Really, really well done. Great, great cast of characters. Great combat. Great narrative with a lot of uh, cause and effect depending on your choices and your decisions. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I gushed about that at length just last week, I do believe. So go back and listen to episode 176 for more on that. Just about the best Star Wars game that I can remember playing. Uh, Respawn, two for two this year, uh, bringing EA back from the ashes <laughs> after some other lackluster releases. So Respawn should just make Star Wars games for the rest of our lives. My winner, probably no surprise to anyone, the Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, I, I was talking about my want and desire for this game for years on this podcast. Then it was announced last year, came out early this year, putting us back in the shoes of Claire Redfield and Leon S. Kennedy 
as they sort of traverse Raccoon City uh, after the, the zombie outbreak from uh, Resident Evil 1 that happened at uh, the Raccoon the Mansion. Really, really fantastic game. It's outsold the original. It's, it's sold 5 million copies so far, January to December. So it's uh, you know got an appetite uh, behind it. Obviously, on the back of this now, I've got Resident Evil 3 Nemesis confirmed for release, uh, sort of back end of Q1, early Q2 of 2020, uh, which I am keen as a bean for, but... Yeah, they took what uh, Shinji Mikami did way back in uh, the the late 90s uh, and 20 years later just made this thing into zombie perfection for me. Loved everything they did with the character models, with the suspense, with the combat, with the controls, with the environments. It was just, it's the best. It's it's my favorite Resident Evil game I've played, Uh, even sort of trouncing things like Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 7, which uh, get a nod, but... Yeah, Resident Evil 2 is my game of the year for 2019, narrowly beating out The Outer Worlds, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and No Man's Sky. (laughs) Also, I want to say that technically Destiny got new content, but it's been controversial before me saying Destiny's new DLC is my game of the year, so I just kept it out of there. Would, in all honesty, would it be up there with you? Like, would it have won or would it just be an honorable mention? It could have, it could have won. Okay. I could have won. The Division 2, though, because I have this problem because the Division 2 was so much in the start of the year. Yep. So, like, actually, it was, it was a Division start of the year or was it last year? No, it was, I think it was February this year. Yeah. So, there you go. So far back that I can't even remember. But, you know, I'm going to keep it for games games that were released. All right. So, the, the, uh, the Game Awards uh, awarded Game of the Year to Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, thanks to uh, Vincent Diesel for butchering the name uh, on the award acknowledgement. Miss Hart is going to give it to The Division 2, Salim the Dream to No Man's Sky, and myself to Resident Evil 2 Remake. But yeah, this has been our uh, Game of the Year, End of Year extravaganza on the hungry game is anything you just want to say before we close this down for the last time of this decade what the fuck (laughs) crazy i just want to say overall everyone had a very negative outlook on the game awards i mean we can all make fun and we can all say how shitty or how boring or how blah 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 but the fact that the matter is there's a guy out there trying to put us on a platform because they understand that we are gaming is very important and we're in the industry we're over almost bigger than movies and tv shows they have their awards it's it makes sense for us to have a platform it's going to take some time a lot of trial and error but i mean for awkward show it makes sense for a very awkward community so just remember that 100 percent. props to jeff Keeley and the team behind the scenes that put this thing together like yeah it's not perfect but it's great and it's a spectacle and it's the biggest thing we've got in our space. So yeah. Hat tip to you, Mr. Keely. Dreamo, anything you want to say before we uh, say goodbye until next year? Just a heartfelt thank you to everybody who listens to the hungry gamers. Thank you very much. We love you as much as you. We hope love this show and we really appreciate your support. 2019 was a big year. This was the launch of the Patreon year, right? that's correct february of this year um yeah and uh and so it's 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 crazy another year another one done and dusted and another one ahead of us um also big thank you to you two my lovely co-hosts for um doing this with me again for another year really appreciate you both and thank you very much 
Yeah, I I guess I'll just mirror everything that Dreamo said. Like, uh, I was curious if you were going to go down the heartfelt route after sort of the pseudo troll with No Man's Sky, but uh, I knew you'd come well, good in the end. There's a there's a big old heart in that uh in that big hairy body of yours. Well, was, was yeah okay all right anyway, I'll, uh, I'll I'll leave it in genuine. I'll leave it in genuine. I won't try and double or go back and make it sarcastic. Now it's fine. Yeah. No, but but yeah, like thanks to everyone that takes the time to listen, to review, to talk to us on social media, to play games with us on the various platforms that support us monetarily on Patreon, whether you're supporting it directly off the back of the Hungry Gamers or the other podcasts tied to the hashtag 8 Collective because those little things mean an awful lot to us because it helps cover the costs of, of running this big beast and uh you know podcast hosting web hosting all that kind of stuff it all adds up so thank you for for dipping into your pockets and, and uh throwing your support behind us in that way but also just your support on those socials on the podcast reviews telling your friends telling your family telling anybody that'll listen about all the the podcasts and the members of the hashtag 8 collective because it means an awful goddamn lot and it keeps those emotional lights on in our hearts and keeps us sort of trucking as we shift into the fifth year of the hungry gamers next year what in the hell that's bananas holy crap it's a little weird but for the last time for this decade 8-bit nation much love and stay hungry You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.